0: laundry day is the only exciting day in the life of clothes it is no think about it the washing machine is the nightclub of clothes you know it's dark there's bubbles happening they're all kind of dancing around in there shirt grabs the underwear come on babe let's go you come by you open up the lid and they'll socks are the most amazing article of clothing they hate their lives, they're in the shoes with stinky feet, the boring drawers. The dryer is their only chance to escape and they all know it. They do escape from the dryer. They plan it in the hamper the night before, tomorrow, the dryer, I'm going. You wait here. The dryer door swings open, the sock is waiting up against the side wall. He hopes you don't see him, then he goes down the road. They get button on on their face. Join a puppet show. So they're showing me on television the detergents for getting out blood stains. Is this a violent image to anybody? Blood stains? I mean, I mean, come on. You got a T-shirt with blood stains all over it. Maybe laundry isn't your biggest problem right now. You gotta get the harpoon out of your chest first.
1: We're back. And we are ready to begin our Trek Through Seinfeld, our s- cast. No. That's terrible. No. Our, our podcast about nothing. I think somebody's got that one. Our, uh, yeah. We're going to watch all 180 episodes of Seinfeld at some point. We're going to watch them all, and we're going to do a show on each of them. And we're starting with the Seinfeld Chronicles. Seinfeld Shelf time. Life. Seinf- sign Life. No. (laughs) Shelf-fields? Just our Seinfeld episodes. Yeah, that's right. So we are beginning with the Seinfeld Chronicles, also known, or aka, the pilot episode. It aired on July 5th, 1989. So as we talked about in the history episode, or a little bit in the history episode, started out, they wanted it to just be a hour and a half long special. Jerry didn't think they had enough to get an hour and a half long special so they went with a half an hour sitcom instead they end up getting jason alexander thanks to the casting director they end up getting michael richards based on jerry's thought of of him being funny Mm -hmm. and the show that became an idea because jerry and larry were at a korean grocer making fun of some of the food and larry said this should be the show I was going to gonna say, I
2: thought you were about to say a joke there. Jerry and Larry went to get some Korean food. I'm waiting for the punchline. <laughs> well,
1: I guess the, the punchline is the entire show. Oh, so nice. this, all, all 180 episodes is the punchline. This should be the show. This should be the show, Jerry. We could do this. Just, just, just people talking. That's all the show is. Oh, no. <laughs> so they were given a spot for NBC And July 5th, as we talked about, a terrible date. But let's dive into it. Let's start talking about what they came up with. They said it was easy to write for them. They enjoyed writing together. So let's start. As we mentioned, it starts with a totally different theme song. This thing is... I'm so glad that they changed the theme song. Oh, it's so glad. It's not good. No. It's so 80s, and it just does not convey what should be the Seinfeld theme and it just doesn't feel right you know and now if you're watching it not on the DVDs you might not hear this because they have two versions of it on the DVD and one has the right theme Mm -hmm. and that really seems like it's the only difference yeah it did it really did because I went through a little bit through the different pilots and I was just like is it
2: just the theme song and the between transitions and everything or
1: what's the difference here so it starts as all of the early C- episodes of Seinfeld starts with Jerry doing stand up and he's doing some stand up a little bit different. It's a it's a completely black background. You get the name of it, it says the Seinfeld Chronicles and then it goes through the name of the, of the cast, which is weird, too, because Seinfeld just doesn't do that on a typical basis. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit different, too. So clearly, like it's a pilot. They haven't quite figured out what they're doing yet. It it looks a little more traditional than Seinfeld ends up looking. Jason Alexander gets the and. The and Jason Alexander.
2: Ah, Interesting. Very important.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And the stand-up is about getting out of the house. About, you know, trying to get out, do something outside. Or go do something out of the house.
2: Yeah, go out. Go out. Do something.
1: Well, you can, but make sure to take uh, your Shelf Life episodes with you.
2: And your Shelf Life mask. For that mask mandate, for wherever you
1: are. Well, yeah. By the time of this recording, I really by hope the time, time of this then. recording,
2: by the time people are listening to this, it's probably still gonna be a mask mandate. <laughs>
1: sad commentary there's episodes (laughs) in this season where we're talking about yeah we're you know at the tail end and, and but whatever and we end up in our first scene and the first scene includes jerry and george they're at a diner it is not monks it is a different diner and they're both sitting at a table that it's very colorful that was the thing i thought about this entire episode it's so bright Like, there's a lot of 80s colors.
2: Yeah. I think I see what you mean.
1: And I don't know if that's just a motif. I mean, granted, the next four episodes would air a year later, but I I just felt like it was so 80s in that it was like, everything is kind of bright. Yeah. Their shirts are bright. This diner has this turquoise blue in the background. Sure. And there's a lot of extras, too. But I... I, And like how we kind of said it has the feeling of a stage play. Mm -hmm. It really does. Or, you know, an SNL skit or whatever. And the show begins with the conversation. And the first line is also the last line of the series or, or one of the last lines of the series, I should say. And that is that Jerry tells George that the button is in the worst possible spot.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot about that. Oh, that's funny. I didn't even realize it. Now it makes sense.
1: It's yeah, that's circle. why that's why it comes back at the end. But yes, the button is in the worst possible spot. That's the first observation made. It, it ruins the whole shirt. And they are oh, this diner is called Pete's Diner. Yeah,
2: this is a different diner.
1: I wrote down it's Pete's Diner. I thought that George seemed more snappy in this episode. He I did. mean, he seems more snappy in general, but more witty than he really ends up being right, smarter well, he is
2: witty in the rest of it. I think it's just the the impact of how he's saying it because in this he's a New Yorker. He sounds like a New Yorker way more than I think in the other episodes
1: yes he he definitely has a lot more of a New Yorker accent, yeah, that strong accent Jerry, the signals Jerry, yeah. It is a little bit more that that might have been a Jewish New York <laughs> I was going to but... say, you
2: kind of went a little like, how's your mother? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, that, yeah. Okay. He still does seem neurotic. He still is paranoid about stuff, as we'll get into in a sec. And Jerry mentions that a woman might be coming in. It's a woman that he met while he was doing a show in Lansing, Michigan. She teaches political science there. Mm-hmm. And Jerry reveals that she's coming in for a seminar, and that she told Jerry, maybe we'll get together. And this prompts George to go, oh, whoa, whoa. I don't like this. Maybe. Maybe we'll get together. <laughs> maybe. So they they proceed to kind of have a debate about whether or not that maybe was really an invitation that the two of them would get together right. and do something or not.
2: They truly pick apart the word usage here. Well, nothing happened, you know, but it was great. Well, nothing happened, but it was... Well,
3: this is yeah. great! Yeah. So, you know, she called and said she wants to go out with you tomorrow night? God bless. <laughs> Devil you. Yeah.
0: Well, not exactly. I mean, she said, you know, she called this morning and said she had to come in for a seminar, and maybe we'd get together. <whistles> so... Oh, know. oh, oh. Had to? You had to come in? Yeah, but... Had to come in? Yeah, and but... maybe we'll get
3: together? Had to and maybe? Yeah. No. No. No, I hate to tell you this. You're not going to see this woman. What are you serious? Why, why did she call? What do I know? Maybe, you know, maybe she wanted to be polite, to be polite. You are insane. All right, all right. I didn't want to tell you this. You want to know why she called? Yes, you're a backup. You're a second line, a just-in-case, a B-plan, a
1: contingency. <laughs> oh, I get it. This is about the button. <laughs> George thinks that he's a, you're a backup, you're a contingency plan. So, Rachel, we have the distinguished honor, unlike most podcasts, of having a male and female perspective on this. Uh, that's true, yeah. So, <laughs> there's, there. we do have the opportunity here. Okay, and George does the same thing to the waitress in the episode. <laughs> That's true. So George has the waitress come over. Claire. Mm-hmm. Claire is this waitress. It's a character that is only in the pilot, played by Lee. What's what's the actress's name? Lee Garlington plays the actress. I think she's she's a good character. She's a good complement to George's neuroses. She is. Like yeah, you the can way tell she if,
2: jabs at him a little bit.
1: Yeah, like, if they would have kept her around, she would have jabbed it. George would be getting upset a lot more. Yeah.
2: George's getting upset!
1: (laughs) We're gonna, I mean, if you're listening to this, you listen to the Simpsons episode, too. The references will all be circular. Just a little bit. On shelf life. Just a little bit. Well, we got sucked into the Twilight Zone, so the timing, we don't know what year it is. We're all just kind of here... We're in top culture at this point. I mean, absolutely. It happened. We didn't mean for it to happen, but it happened.
2: Don't tell (laughs) me it didn't happen. I saw it happen.
1: (laughs) So Jerry, or George, asks the waitress to come over and says, Claire, let me ask you something. And then he does the maybe. And the waitress agrees with George that that this woman has no intention of seeing him. So Rachel, I will (laughs) it to you if you're now you're you're a married woman but yeah. if but if in general from yes. the female perspective if you said maybe we'll get together what does that indicate to you I do agree with the waitress yeah. and
2: and George that it is she's being polite She's saying, oh, you know, I'll be in town and maybe we'll get together, you know, as like, a, oh, well, if if there's time, if, you know, like, everything falls right, maybe we'll we'll see each other. If she would have said, we'll have to get together, we could do this, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. would indicate there's a plan now. Right. This maybe doesn't set a plan. Well,
1: <laughs> and so I, that's I where de- my thoughts go with this one. I'm, I'm definitely more George Costanza than not, so... I would say I I, will get into signals and how terrible I am at picking up signals, but I mean, as far as we can for a brother sister podcast, but I would agree too. Saying maybe we'll get together, it is kind of like a pulling play. Oh well, maybe we'll get together. Like, right. There's like, nothing. Oh, yeah. There's nothing set in stone. Right. I won't go as far as George and say it's a contingency plan. Yeah. No. That's I, I. No. I wouldn't drop it down to there. Yeah. I don't think that he's a backup if something doesn't work out. I think it's more if there's time. Right. She'll see him. Right. But if not, it's uh, not really it happen. there. Yeah, it's yeah. not a big
2: deal if we don't see each other.
1: But clearly Jerry is hoping that there's some sort of romance between Mark. Yes, between him and, and this lady. The good little bit here too is George asking for decaf. Yes. I did and, like this. <laughs> and the way just being like decaf right, regular left, or it might be reversed. Regular like, was
2: right, decaf left. Regular, right?
1: See, that's how Yeah, <laughs> it's very taxing. <laughs> uh, but then she kind of messes with him because she tells right at the end of their like when they're paying, right? That, like, oh, I gave, I gave oh, him don't a little worry. regular. Yeah, it was. Oh, don't worry,
2: I gave him a little regular or uh, caffeine, so he'll be picked. He'll have a little pick me up in no time. Right, and
1: then he spazzes. Yeah, he spazzes <laughs> and one of the charming things I think it's charming throughout the entirety of Seinfeld is Jerry in particular every so often kind of breaks because yeah. he's not a real actor. So you can tell he's he's breaking here. Like, if the scene kept going for another second, he'd start laughing. He like, smiles. Oh. Yeah, he had a yeah. big smile on his face. Uh, just based on what George is, or, you know, Jason is doing here. So, he makes him go to the laundry with him. And so now we get another scene, and this entire show, the, at least the first episode here. Is just people talking. That's the whole idea of it, right? So every time I'm going to say, and then this happens, or so this happens, we're really just going to another setting with people talking, and that's the plot advancing. Yep. Which, I mean, I don't, there's not a lot of shows that do that now. I, like, they just wouldn't have faith in the audience, and they didn't have faith in the audience back then. That's why it made it so radical and different. Right. This... People nowadays, I don't know if their attention can be held that long. No, because, I mean, there's definitely, I remember this being quite slow, and it's really not as slow as I remembered it being. But it is slow in the idea that it is just a bunch of It's a stage play. It's, a, it's, yeah, a, it's, it's a, a stage play.
2: It's a, um, it feels like it's an improv show with a bunch of people just up there and all just kind of like working with each other to get the scene to come out funny right which which of course it isn't at all No, it's
1: all very written and i'm
2: not saying it's poorly done i'm just saying it feels like a group
1: of actors yeah playing playing off each each other Yeah. yeah i mean it is called one of the best written shows of all time now so they're at this laundromat they're basically sitting there people watching i don't know if that term was a term in 1989 But they basically are people watching. Were they? They have a little bit about a guy who's being very particular about his... Oh yeah,
2: they were watching the guy with
1: all of the different laundry supplies. Yeah, he he had like a ton of laundry supplies, which seems like something Jerry would do. Like, yeah, I was I kind feel of like... surprised he didn't have
2: all of the laundry yeah. supplies.
1: Especially like later seasons, Jerry would have had a different bottle for every shirt. No, you have to put the starch on the white shirt and then you have to put this on the cotton. and like... Right. So it's interesting that that's the observation. But it has nothing to do with the plot. No. Like it's just, and, and it's clearly in there because it's, this is a... It's life. It's life. You're not always talking about the plot. Sometimes you're just talking about observations that you're seeing around you. Right. And, and that, I think, is also part of the whole idea of a show where you're watching a comedian get his ideas. Because you're just watching him watch stuff, basically. Yeah. That's kind of the show. No, it makes sense. Because he has
2: to be observant in order to find the jokes he wants. Right.
1: So Jerry brings it up again. Uh, well, about- well,
2: well you, did, you forgot to say that George is over there
1: pacing because he doesn't want to be there at all. <laughs> I've been that guy. I think everybody has. You tag along with a friend so that... Because they don't want to be alone. They don't want to be alone, but it's a very boring activity. So you're just waiting for it to get done. Yeah. And you sit there and you're like, pace... I think George even says, I got to tell you, this is the most boring I've ever yes. read in my life or something like that.
2: <laughs> but George, but yeah, go ahead. Jerry. Now he brings back up the, the plot.
1: But yeah, they go back to Laura, this woman that is coming into town. Uh, George argues here that he didn't pick up on the signals. It's all about signals, Jerry <laughs> signals. He goes into further detail on what he means. He meaning George about how he's missing these Jerry's missing these signals. That being, she's coming in on a Saturday, but she didn't leave a hotel or Mm -hmm. a number to reach her at. Right. And then they don't know, would they be going to a dinner because you would need to get a reservation because it's not COVID. You need to make
2: a plan.
1: Yeah, there's no plan here. Right. And Jerry starts to believe George because that's true. There was no detail Mm -hmm. left for him. So it does kind of make sense that there's no, there's no, that she doesn't really have a plan. That it is just like, a, oh, maybe we'll get together and then we'll figure out what to do from there. Yeah. I don't think that Jerry wants to totally abandon the idea, but I think he thinks that George is right. George is making some good points. George is pretty observational here. Yeah, weirdly. <laughs> well, <it's>, it is <laughs> the pilot. Sure.
2: But, no, it makes does, sense.
1: I think if you're that as neurotic as George is. Yeah, you, you probably
2: you you read into things probably more than you should. So I think this is him getting lucky and being right about the signals. <laughs> but I feel like more most of the time he's completely he reads wrong into about it. the
1: next the next conversation they have okay, about yeah, signals, yeah. he's completely wrong. This is
2: true because he reads into it too much.
1: Right. He doesn't put all of the steps together. He puts the most just research. these few things, yeah So then we get another conversation While they're at the laundromat about something that has nothing to do with the plot George asks them to go check the laundry And we get a discussion That you can't be over dry Because George is like, well if you're gonna overdry them And Jerry's like, you can't over-dry, you can't over-wet. Something's either dry or it's wet. And he's like, you're dead, you're dead. You can't over-die, you can't over-dry. And it clearly was them trying to write like a writer. Like it it felt like a stand-up or like if you and I were to write a screenplay or something, we'd be like, you gotta have something clever in there. Yeah.
2: Well, I thought was funny was that the entire laundromat stops doing what they're doing and starts listening to Jerry as he's talking about you can't over die and they immediately all like kind of look up and are like what is he talking about
1: yeah well it's i thought it was supposed to be more like it's a comedian doing a bit and gathering an audience by just doing his shtick sure kind of a thing i
2: That's don't know I they looked a little
1: like this is weird in the background to me i liked that George then goes and he sneakily opens the door to the Yeah, it's like, like so oh, it it's done. Well, they're done. <laughs> yeah. After this, we get one of. So I remember this stand up fondly. I don't remember why I know this stand up. Well, I do. And I will explain it. I will explain it now. I don't so know why, to... but I do. <laughs> we get... Well, I was going to say I don't really know, but I kind of know. I just don't know why I remember it fondly from this point. So it's a stand-up about Laundry Day. Okay. And I still love the Bloodstains <gasps> gag. I remember this. this.
2: Yes. This one, I, I also remember this one actually really like, well. It's...
1: I don't know why it's just like one of my favorite bits that he does about if you have to get blood stains out of a shirt maybe you have a bigger problem than doing your laundry (laughs) yeah but but I like I said I read I've read a couple of Seinfeld books and in one of the times I read a Seinfeld book it was Mm -hmm. for freshman year English class because you had to read a biography about somebody and I picked Jerry a Jerry Seinfeld biography of course And I thought it would be clever because I'm just as I'm just as much a ham then as I am now. I've always (laughs) been a, a ham. I thought I'll do a stand up routine and fit the book report within the stand up routine. I remember you doing this. So like I would give some information about the biography about Jerry and then I would do a bit very much like Seinfeld kind of. But I remember doing this laundry bit. Not this bloodstained part, but I remember doing the part about the socks sticking to the walls. And because the book that I read said that it was like one of his first bits that he wrote was about laundry. Mm -hmm. So this one, I guess, always sticks with me or even stuck with me back then of just like being one of my favorite bits he does. But anyway, yes, I've always been doing these hammy bits about Seinfeld. Did you Uh, get a good grade? I don't I have I can't tell you if I had a good I got I, mean, you I got laughs this up I
2: feel like we had to know
1: <laughs> I got laughs I got a lot of laughs Yeah that's what matters I'll take uh, <laughs> it My future college roommate at the time decided to enhance the experience by turning up the projector light on so that it looked like I had a spotlight on me It's amazing <laughs> And I think I mean Rachel you could imagine him doing it Absolutely. And being like, wait 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 like yeah. Oh
2: absolutely and maybe laughing like Kramer too, or
1: that, or or that one executive producer that you can hear his laugh in yes. the laugh track over there. <laughs> that guy's laugh. Yeah, there you go. So we go back to Jerry's apartment, and this is the first time we see Jerry's apartment, and it looks weird. It does look a little weird.
2: It does. <laughs> the the cabinets not in the right. kitchen.
1: Yeah. The, <laughs> It's not all quite there. There's, like, weirder furniture. Mm -hmm. The bed You can't figure out where the bedroom's at. There's just some stuff not quite right about this place. Right. But it's our first look in it, and the setup is still the same. The Mm -hmm. setup looks right. Yeah. The weirdest part about it is he has this window off to the, like, by where, like, his computer ends up sitting. Mm -hmm. Like, his little office area. There's this big window. As opposed to the little window the that we used The two little windows to. that they put.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So he has more of a view of the city than right. he ends up having. And in he... this crappy
2: little apartment. Like, it's it's not the best apartment. I would well, Maybe it's an average apartment. I really don't know. It's New
1: York. <laughs> so Jerry in this is representing a pretty decently, you know, like a, like a popular comedian. Okay, okay. But he's not supposed to be like the, you know, highfalutin comedian in this. Sure. So... That probably makes sense. And when we get to the robbery, you find out that he can afford more, but he chooses not to. Sure. And even in the books that I've read about Jerry and about the making of Seinfeld and stuff, that's something that I think him and Larry probably share in common. Like, he's, he is a lot more conservative with his money on how he would spend it. So it makes sense. Okay. And he takes, it's a great little character moment to set up what, like, who Jerry is. Because he's got a bowl of cereal... And he's taped the Mets game and it's one in the morning. Right. Because he was doing he was at he a just club. got back, yeah. Yeah. So he's gonna watch this Mets game and eat a bowl of cereal. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's very Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. The and... person, not the character. Actually <laughs> well, both. Because both. <laughs> both. he is playing himself. He's playing True. an advanced version of himself. He's not as mean yet or like you know. Uh, what he what, what he becomes as the character. I don't, I don't know if you can call them mean. They're just terrible people. They're, they're aloof. <laughs> yeah. 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 They're just aloof. Yeah. Somebody calls him, which I don't know who would call at this time of night either when we find out it's one in the morning. Well, yeah, but... because let me think about it. It's like he has
2: to have an answering machine. He has to have a tape answering machine if they're going to call it like one in the morning and he's not going to pick up. Right. Otherwise, they don't have caller ID. It's just a phone.
1: Well, I gotta explain this
2: to our younger
1: audience. That's right. For our younger audience, he also, he didn't DVR it. He had to get a VH, a blank VHS tape, <laughs> put it into the VCR, and then press, and set up a timer yep. to record it. Which is something that we did as kids. I, I mean, I've got all oh, this yeah. crap on VHS at Mom and Dad's. I was that kid that <laughs> I didn't realize that YouTube and DVDs were going to exist so I needed to tape all of them so that I could own the collection before you know we had the opportunity to do this, this right week. and I do love that he answers the phone and he goes if you know what happened in the mess game don't tell me I haven't watched it yet like yes. he like immediately he want anyone to spoil it and it turns out to be a wrong number which I guess makes like that's why somebody was calling him at one in the morning right but he hangs up and we get the first appearance of Cosmo Kramer. Woo! Also known. Yeah! <laughs> also known as Kessler. So the first name that they had for Kramer was Kessler because I don't they didn't like want it. Kenny Kramer to be Kramer because they thought he'd cause a fuss. Right. And Jerry was like, it's got to be Kramer. We've got to change it to Kramer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I didn't think that they said his name at all in this show in this episode i've seen in some parts maybe jerry says kessler under his breath okay but uh, i've seen notes on that on the internet but i didn't think that we ever hear his name is kessler so i think it's always been kramer
2: well kramer's the last name yeah are you saying kessler, kessler was the last kessler name kessler would
1: have been the last name um, yeah and it just doesn't it doesn't know work. kramer works so much better oh absolutely and as i described to you rachel offline mm-hmm. so his hair isn't poofy and then his he, attitude's weird well he's a lot more like lackadaisical yeah and michael richard talk about loose. michael Richards says in some behind the scenes stuff that's on the dvd he's like i didn't quite have the character yet he was like i w- wasn't sure exactly what i was doing he was like he thought that jason was great and that he had the George character already solidified. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't sure if he had his character down yet. So maybe that's why you think he isn't quite there yet. Right. And he's not. I mean, he's, he's more laid back. Sure. Yeah. He seems a little
2: out of it. <laughs> Without being yeah. like weird. No, he does. He's you're just right, like you're right. out of it.
1: Yeah, he does seem a little out of it. That's a good way to put it. But he immediately gives away the... Well, the Mets blew it tonight. (laughs) He immediately ruins it for Uh Yes. And then as I told you offline, Rachel, I laughed. And then you laughed because I did it to you? Yes. Because he just... Jerry's all upset at him because he gave the game away. And then he just takes two slices of bread out of his pocket. (laughs) And goes... Do you have any meat?
2: He looks like, he looks so tired. He's in a bathrobe, you know? It's not even, like, a pocket. It's a pocket of a bathrobe. He takes two slices of bread. Do you have any meat?
1: (laughs) It's so ridiculous. It's the perfect way to introduce this character
2: and i'm assuming it's in the script but half of me wants to say that he just came with bread in his pocket and (laughs) did it it feels like it could have been like i'm just gonna do it and see what happens type of thing (laughs) and it worked so they just went with it yeah no yeah you up yeah People
0: do move have you ever seen the big trucks out on the street yeah no problem boy the mets blew it tonight huh oh what are you doing it's a tape i taped the game it's one o'clock in the morning i avoided human contact all night to watch this hey i'm sorry i you know i, I thought you knew i you got any meat meat i I don't know go hunt Uh.
1: and he really fishes in this fridge to get some meat too jerry has a bunch of roast beef in the fridge right he gets this big ass sandwich oh yeah (laughs) speaking of the script that you bring it up larry david says to this day he can't watch the pilot without cringing because so much of the script got changed by nbc or or so he says he thinks a third of it got changed so who knows what that means like maybe they had to quicken the pace a little bit because i bet larry david had a lot more talky stuff in it and they thought it was too slow or something but that is you know who what's in the script and what's not kind of depends on who you ask i'm sure Mm -hmm. and we get the line from jerry that kramer hasn't left the building in 10 years and you see that in the first several episodes of seinfeld you only ever see kramer in jerry's apartment you don't see him outside of the apartment and i I don't know if that was supposed to be the quirky the quirky i was gonna say quirky quirk
2: (laughs) the quirky shut in
1: yeah like he's the quirky shut-in neighbor Which Jerry was worried about at first, because he thought that it was too cliche, but it just works for Kramer.
2: No, yeah, it does. Like, he should be. That is what he is. Or he's just a figment of Jerry's imagination, and he doesn't really exist to anybody else except for Jerry. Oh, it's just my neighbor, but he's really just talking
1: to himself this whole time. (laughs) Because does anybody else interact with Kramer during this episode? Uh, George does. Okay. okay. Well, George kind of does. We'll get to that. But that would have been an interesting take if, if Kramer is a figment of Jerry's imagination.
2: No, that might be too far, but yeah.
1: I mean, you go ahead and you write that college essay on that, folks, and let's see <laughs> if you can make that a fan theory.
2: Yeah, dissect it a little bit for me.
1: Kramer comes and he just sits down next to Jerry with this big sandwich and just starts trifling through a magazine. And he cuts out a page. Oh, my God. It's all set up to show that Kramer is a mooch. He doesn't have a social boundaries. Oh, he has and no a boundaries. Lot of, yeah. A lot of this show is about social boundaries, too. A lot of Seinfeld is.
2: That's so, true.
1: That is a good theme to give it, is yeah. that, like, social boundaries. Absolutely. Social boundaries, social cues. And Kramer represents the lack of, like, the yes. total absence of social cues.
2: To somebody who has a lot of boundaries set up
1: like like, like jerry yeah.
2: yeah so you kind of have like the yin and yang of yeah. social boundaries here
1: so kramer offers because kramer's like i thought i wasn't supposed to come over because jerry must have told him he was gonna have a girl sure and, and since kramer likes to just come over <laughs> right yeah so i mean it's it's fair that he just he you know he told him like oh yeah you can't pop in and jerry's like no it's fine i read the signals wrong And and Kramer, this part's Kramer. Like the face Michael Richards gives here where he's like, you better believe it.
0: want me to talk to her? (laughs) I know. (laughs) No, I can be very persuasive. You know that I was almost a lawyer?
3: That close, huh?
0: You better believe it.
1: That whole little bit was very Kramer. Just in the way that he moves his, he uses his facial expressions. and Yeah,
2: he uses the features a lot, which is, I think, why Kramer
1: is probably one of my favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> so while they're sitting there, the girl actually calls. Yes. Which, talk about taking a risk, because we already know it's late. Right. And... She's calling Jerry now. Well, I guess she does say, like, did I wake you up? And Jerry's like, no, I'm up at this time all the time.
2: Right. So I guess, I guess she, Which she did... may have known because she knows he's a comedian. That's true. That's true.
1: I would you, if you don't have comedian friends, though, would you like put that two and two together like that? I don't know if I would necessarily think that someone's up. I mean, I nowadays, true, you would just, yeah. you'd send him a text message. Right. So It's not like it would be a big deal. You just send him a text. They'd see it the next day.
2: Right. Or they'd answer at one in the morning when they're awake because they just got home from a club.
1: <laughs> Laura says that she's looking for a place to stay mm-hmm. and can they pick her up at the airport? So he says, yeah, they can. And, and then we had our commercial break. And we come back to the exterior. The exterior, not quite the Seinfeld apartment yet. It's not the right exterior. Right. So we're at some weird place. We're in Bizarro <laughs> Land. And it's... George and Jerry hauling up a bed because he's trying to bring in an extra bed for her to sleep in.
2: Yeah, but don't think like an actual bed. Just think of like a roll-up mattress because it's just a roll. Oh, is that what it
1: was? Yeah,
2: it was literally just a roll-up thick thing to lay on. (laughs)
1: Okay, I thought, I guess I wasn't quite paying attention. So it was more like a sleeping, like a heavy sleeping bag. Pretty much.
2: I mean, like, um... Like, you know those pads they have at the gym or something that you can yeah. roll out? Think that,
1: but big. Like, a <laughs> bed-sized. Well, like maybe a he thick, was going like to sleep. Like a thick cushion, but you can roll it up. Yeah. Do you think he was going to sleep on that and then let her have his bed? It's a good question. I don't I mean, know. <laughs> that would be me. If, if yeah, I'm in Jerry. Jerry's shoes... And I'm giving her the option. Why even give her the option? I don't know. She could sleep on the couch. The couch, I think, would be more comfortable. You've watched the episode more recently than me, so I'll take your word for okay. right. it. You're right. It is odd looking. We should just play that in the background and we'll just do the lines. <laughs> for, <laughs> we'll just do, we'll read the script for you as we do this. Okay, so it is like a rolled up mattress thing. George is wearing a bowling shirt and like this little <laughs> newsy hat. It's a oh, very yeah, odd a look for hat. George yeah it doesn't fit george it's a very no. strange look so then george starts doing this this is the signal jerry the signals of not wanting him to give her an option of using the bed here's one thing that yeah. does that does get mentioned before we go on to what you wanted to talk about here jerry says a joke about how his dad would, would be hauling the thing up with a cigarette sticking yes. out of his mouth i do not see Maury seinfeld smoking never not this original one or the normal one no, I don't see I him can't ever smoke see it so I don't know who put that. I don't even see Jerry's dad in real life smoking, like maybe he was a smoker. it makes sense because Jerry's dad would have been like born in the thirties or forties or whatever, but right. so maybe it makes sense,
2: maybe, but I just you look at the actors who are p- portraying the yeah. dad I don't like, see
1: Morty smoking
2: no, not a cigarette at least, maybe a cigar, yeah, maybe when but... he, when I, when he was selling raincoats, yeah. You gotta do the cigars, the Cubans. So, so go ahead and say what you were gonna. <laughs> do you know what I was going to say? I was gonna do a side for a second and be like, "Oh no, go ahead." Did this dog come from. That's what I figured. <laughs> like That's I don't. Okay, I the next thing that happens is this weird dog comes in, and I, I don't know where this dog comes from. It's never explained.
1: There's just a dog that Kramer <clears throat> has. So I know the back. story. I know the story here because I've watched and listened to all the background. Oh shit. yeah, please tell me because I need to know. No. So originally, Jerry has a bit about dogs in his stand-up. Some bit about dogs in his stand-up routine. Sure. And they wanted to include it in the pilot, so they had kramer have a dog just for this scene just to jump on george just for the bit of stand-up that they were going to cut away to right and they ultimately determined that it had nothing to do with the show like it it was slowing down the pace of the plot yeah so they cut it cut the stand-up part but they are had the dog there still they just left the dog in so this is the only episode where kramer has a golden retriever
2: it's just so random i kind of like the idea of kramer having a golden retriever well, but... he, he himself
1: is a golden retriever. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's kind of true, yes. <laughs> but he never ends up having a dog oh, ever I, again.
2: Why, though? I do think that Kramer would have a dog. It does make sense for him to have a dog.
1: Yeah, it does fit. And then the dog runs into the bathroom. He's like, he's going to get a drink. He's so casual about having the dog too. Right. So uh, Kramer agrees. Like, why even give her an option to sleep in the other bed? Like, if she's coming over here, she's sleeping with you and this is where we get the george line that comes back later in seinfeld which is you always go against your instincts in this situation always go against your instincts yeah which ends up being an episode
2: against your instincts (laughs) yeah
1: that ends up being an episode it's it's very weird advice to go to against, against your, your instincts. instincts.
2: A, like, most of the time, people would say to go with your instincts. And he's like,
1: but, no, don't go but with George your instincts. But George is super neurotic. So yeah, he I know. thinks his, his instincts are always wrong.
2: Yeah. I don't know. That man is so, like, <laughs> confusing in and of himself.
1: I mean, I get I, I, so, like, I am bad at picking up signals too, I think. Like, if you were to ask me, in my lifetime, I don't know if anyone has ever flirted with me at all. Like, I just <laughs> don't know. I, like, how, how am I supposed to know? And maybe one day, maybe there'll be another There's episode. Tells. Well, maybe there'll be another episode. Because I, I remember a famous situation that was very Seinfeldian. And if we get my ex-roommate on the show one day, he's one of our Seinfeld experts, I would say. Yeah. There is a story about me in college where I was... Very much missing the signals, apparently, according to him, if he remembers that story. But I would say, I I just, I don't know. How are you supposed to know? Well, you're a female, so you would say you. there's little clues that you're supposed little to pick clues, up Little clues,
2: yeah. Women don't want to, well, okay, some women are very obvious because they're confident about it. Most women like to be subtle.
1: So folks at home, folks out there, gr- women out there... If you see me on the street or on your, <laughs> or your, your local Tinder, just be obvious about it because I'm too stupid to figure out what you're trying to do, and then you'll look confident, and then I'll be like, "Look at this, look at this woman." Yeah, he likes so, confidence. Yeah, yeah, that's right, I, I do. <laughs> we we've all we'll get into the fact that the four horsewomen. And Katniss, and all oh. of the all of the all of the women that I think are you know my role models compared to others. But anyway, so anyway, where are we here? Oh, so Jerry goes into the bathroom to get ready to go to a stand-up show, which is weird because he's in there with the dog. I guess the dog went into <laughs> no, the dog Jerry's left. bedroom. The dog left. <laughs> he's like in Jerry's bedroom because the dog comes back to sit on the couch with Kramer when oh, yeah. they leave at the end of the scene. Oh, yeah, that's weird. I don't
2: I don't know. <laughs> so, oh, no, no, I guess he is in there with him. This is normal. This is what this happens. This is normal. This is everyday like, life.
1: Like, yeah. So Kramer is standing there with George, and you can tell George is not comfortable with Kramer. So they're just standing there awkwardly, and Kramer's like, so how's the real estate business? And and he tells George to keep him up to date on any commercial real estate. Like, yeah. he's going to buy an office. It's
2: so weird. <laughs> yeah, What? Is, well... He always okay. We'll learn this later about Kramer, but he does always have he always has entrepreneurial dreams and aspirations and ideas and (laughs) crazy ideas. Typically, so I could see why he would want an office because you know one day he's going to get one of those. He's got Kramer. He's
1: got Kramerica Industries. Yeah. (laughs) Jerry finally comes out. And they would head off to the club. I thought it was weird that George is so concerned about getting Jerry to the club. He's like, come on, come on. You're on in 45 minutes or whatever he says. So we cut to some stand up. And this one is about how girl, women need, I think he's girls or women need stuff that men just don't need. And he specifically talks about cotton cotton balls. Yeah. Where did cotton balls
2: come up in this scene?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So there's this big thing about cotton balls in his act. Which is for taking off makeup, right? That's why I, I use it for my balls. nails
2: when I do nail polish. I or nail polish. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Or you have to, like, swab something, you know.
1: Yeah. But to Jerry's <laughs> point, even if I lived with a woman, I'd be like, I have no idea why do you need these cotton balls. Like, it doesn't, it is totally, it <laughs> doesn't make any sense. He's not wearing his jacket, which was very disturbing to me.
2: Oh, that is kind of weird he always has like a blazer like,
1: yeah sports but it jacket just on. for this stand-up this is the only stand-up and he doesn't have his jacket on it was very peculiar i didn't like it it was disturbing i couldn't it was it. very it was very <laughs> Turned it off
2: he got the shit so now from it.
1: we go to the airport and they talk about it. jerry's worried again and they decide that they're gonna have to figure out what she wants based on the greeting that she gives when she arrives so then they decide to do these various greetings and they talk about the hand-over-hand hand right. handshake and they talk about, well, what if it's a hug? And they're like, well, what if it's the butt-out hug right? where your you arms, really your to shoulders touch are anything. touching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, I thought that this is pretty accurate. I feel I like think this that, is something I would talk about. Yeah, this is definitely something that I think about when I'm meeting anyone. Oh, like, yeah. nowadays, post- march 2020 i will try my damnedest to not shake anybody's hand correct so
2: it's but when you're meeting somebody like without that thought in mind there's some people that are huggers and they'll go for it you don't even know this person but they hug you
1: you know hug like i don't know anybody if i don't know them i've met huggers i don't i don't like a hugger (laughs) not
2: at the office or anything because but on like more social occasions, you know, I feel like people, friends of a friend I, well, will be like, I "Hi," think, and
1: then like give you a hug,
2: and you're just like, "I didn't really want so that." But, but cool. yeah, I I could see you
1: <laughs> having to deal with that. I think I give off a cringy enough face that people it's that Jerry face of that like don't come near me that people won't hug me. Oh, right away. oh
2: well, I guess I, that makes it that I don't have a resting bitch face. Good thing. Good to know. That's good to true. Know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I got I got a hug goodbye the other day. Oh, Which a well, hug then. goodbye from a, a good, good like, thing too, from exactly. good friends. We went out to a place and it was the three of us. Two of my female friends that will be on the show at some point. Oh, yeah. We've got episodes lined they up for them too. specifically. And... They'd uh, hug me.
2: If I met them, they'd hug me.
1: Yeah, because the one is definitely a hugger. And then the <laughs> other one kind of hugs because the one hugs. And they know exactly who I'm talking about now. And they're saying, oh, my God, as, as I, we say that.
2: I'm just saying... <laughs> But I, I know that, that that if I ever meet them, we have to write this down, people. We will let you know when I finally get to meet them in person. They're gonna hug
1: me. But what, is it a but? <laughs> but is it a butt out? Do you think it's no. a butt out hug? Nah. It's a, is it a one a shoulder? I, hug. if it's a friend, even if it's one of my best friends ever, unless we know You're we're not gonna about see the dude each hug?
2: other, hug that like that side hug.
1: No, not even a, no, not a side hug. Because like a side hug is more like, hey, eh, come here, come here. <laughs> That's the side hug. No, me and my my big good, unless smack we're not gonna back. if we're not gonna see each other for a while, we'll do the hug. We'll do the clap the back. Yeah, the clap
2: the back, the big
1: smack, yeah. and then yeah, that hug. Otherwise, the manly like, hug, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta try to you gotta try to burp that baby. I, that's what I call it, the burp the baby hug. Because oh, you really want to you gotta smack that upper back. Otherwise, it's like a good, you know, one one arm. So so you you both take your right arm or your left arm. You choose, and you do a one arm over the back. Oh yeah, you that both, especially you feel like a
2: drink. You do that, yeah.
1: Yeah, you still kind of touch <laughs> your chest. Still touch, but you're not you're not in a full embrace.
2: Okay, okay. No, I I would say full embrace. That's a when a lot of the time I, at least. Okay, from speaking from my experience, women hugs. Okay. It's usually a full hug. Yeah. Full hug. And
1: uh, a hand-over-hand hand type thing. I oh, don't yeah, know. Oh, yeah, where it's like that, mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, now the fist bump is probably the more appropriate. I just do, like, a good, like a, like, a head nod. Oh, yeah,
2: the head nod. That's just, like, a that's a classic. You do that to anybody you, like, make eye contact with. You just like, kind of go, no- yeah. Nowadays,
1: I think the rest of my life I'm going to try to just do a head nod. Especially, like, if somebody at work that is new or is higher up than you and they go in for the handshake, it's just like, okay, let me just go get the hand sanitizer. Yeah,
2: that you feel rude, but you're just like, I'm just going to pour that on right away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you've been.
3: <laughs> right, listen, listen. Don't get worked up because you're gonna know the whole story the minute she steps off the plane Really? How? Because it's all in the greeting Uh-huh All right, if she puts the bags down before she greets you, that's a good sign Right You know, anything in the, in the lip area is good Lip area You
0: know, a hug definitely good hug is definitely good sure. although what if it's one of those hugs where the shoulders are touching the hips are eight feet apart yeah, That's a brutal. I that. you know
3: how they do that also uh, you know a shake is bad shake is bad
0: yeah. but what if it's the two-hander the hand on the bottom the hand on the top the warm look in the eyes hand sandwich right
3: yeah. well I, it's open to interpretation because so much depends on the layering uh-huh. and the quality of the wetness in the eyes that guess uh-huh. who hey hey. <laughs> hey, hey. hey 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 hey
1: so anyway <laughs> They're talking about what the greeting could be and the meaning she...
2: behind each as well. It's not just what the greeting is, it's the meaning of that greeting.
1: Right, right. Because they think that'll give them that'll give the idea of what they it's a signal. Yeah. She sneaks up behind them before they can find out. And you well, get it... this <laughs> Go ahead.
2: She sneaks up behind him before he sees her. And does the, guess who, with her hands yeah. over his eyes. Does
1: this, guess who, and then, and then, and then shakes, grabs his grab, wrists and yeah. shakes them with they're them. They're like,
2: they're like holding hands, but then shaking back yeah. and, and forth. And then Ger- like, Ger- like, hey. and style, like, Maracas. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing?
1: Needless to say, neither of them know exactly how to
2: like no idea what that means interpret
1: this and to be fair neither would I no I I would have have... a damn clue either
2: someone comes up to me and starts just shaking me I'm like what's going on
1: I kind of think that my date is going very sideways at this point Although, again, ladies of Maybe Shelf Life. Maybe if you're life. at like Dave and Buster's or like, some
2: sort of like Chuck E. Cheese or something and they're like, excited about Chuck winning Cheese. something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, like if you're at, like a Dave and Buster's or like an arcade or something and you're. All right,
1: so two things here. Ladies of Shelf Life, <laughs> if we ever go on a date. Or if anyone knows anyone that ends up going on a date with me, definitely have them start by grabbing my hands and shaking my wrists. Because I think that would be hilarious if somebody did that to me in real life. Hell yeah. Two, if we end up going on a date, we're going to Chuck E. Cheese or Game <laughs> <Busters>. <laughs> We're well, going to play skee-ball like... till the sun comes up.
2: I think that would be fun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway... We end up going back to Jerry's apartment. Oh, one little note that I had about this. What a time to be able to just go to a terminal and sit at a terminal right? to be able to pick someone the up. The
2: actual terminal.
1: So weird that you can't do that now. Nope. I thought if somebody's under like 25 watching this show, they'd have to be like, they're just How sitting. are you like right next to the plane right now? Yeah. <laughs> Did they buy a ticket? Right. Did they go through security to do this? But it, it was a different time different time so we go back to jerry's apartment this is an interesting look for jerry's first love interest i put it's a very 80s look right she's got this short little bob Mm -hmm. hair Mm -hmm. she has this like floral plaid skirt that goes all the way down to her feet it's like this it's a did she have a bob or was it a pixie (laughs) oh maybe it's a pixie well what's what's a bob versus a pixie a
2: bob is actual hair that comes down a pixie is close
1: to your skull okay so she's got a pixie and. A and vest? And, yeah, this like. Doesn't poofy she have the denim vest, vest on? I don't think it's denim, but it is definitely like a vest. It's like a poofy shirt and a vest.
2: <laughs> I kind of want to wear that one day and just see who looks at me. <laughs> Cause it, but like, hey, the 80s are back in, so
1: I don't think I would get any looks. I thought it was an odd look compared to a lot of the other uh, girlfriends he ends up with. Right. Oh, yeah. This one was very conservative. Conservative,
2: That's a good way to say it. I yeah. mean, I guess
1: she's a professor in Michigan, so. But Jerry tries to figure out what she's looking for. She asks for wine. Yep. She turns down the lamp.
2: She's getting comfy. She got her shoes off. She takes she's the like... shoes
1: off. Of all those things, do any of it sound like she's given signals? Or do you think it's a...
2: Well, okay. At this point... It does seem like she's getting very cozy, you know, like, yeah. oh, yeah, let's pop over at a bottle of wine and do that. To me, the cozy, that to me sounds like a signal. That bottle of wine to me sounds like a signal.
1: Sure. Yeah. Asking for wine does sound like a Like I could see if it was a long day, maybe like you're, you're I don't. I would interpret this as as signals. That sounds like, special to me. You're taking you turning the lights down. You're taking the shoes off. You're getting in like you're getting that cozy on that the particular couch. position she gets in on the couch. If you weren't trying to signal something, you would just be sitting on the couch. I, I would think so. Event. Yeah. And I don't, and yeah, the whole asking for wine thing. So I think Jerry is leaning towards that too. Right. And then. She wants to go on a five-hour boat ride around Manhattan. What the
2: (laughs) hell was that? I'm like, are you kidding?
1: Well, so is Jerry. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah, We could do that. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
1: (laughs) Jerry does a pretty good job of saying that line for being Jerry. Like, not an actor. (laughs) We could do that.
2: Right. But it's like, well, if she, she wants to do that and she wants to be with me for that amount of time and all of that, again... Signals of some sort, right? Right, there's something going on,
1: so Jerry kind of agrees that, yeah, we could do that. But as he's doing that, the phone rings and it's someone looking for Laura. Yep, now Jerry does do that sweet thing that he does where he hits the back of the phone know. And, it, and he grabs it. You can't do that anymore, no, like it's such a sweet little move, it looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> he oh, also before... says hello before it even isn't near his mouth, too, so it's <laughs> okay. I would say before the phone rings too, Laura asks if he can stay there a second night. That's another signal too.
2: Or, but see, now this is what we find out, say what we find out. And then I'm going to tell you what I think she is.
1: So, (laughs) um, she's talking to this person. We get a nicely framed shot. So you see her in the foreground, Jerry's behind her. Trying
2: to understand the situation.
1: Yeah. And making, expressing himself as he finds stuff out and we find out that she's engaged. Yep, you're engaged. You're engaged. Yeah, he says it a few times after she kind of hangs up and says like, oh, never get engaged. Right. Well, now he has to go on this boat ride and have this woman at his house and she's engaged. Clearly nothing's going to happen here.
2: Right. Now you have been completely friend zoned.
1: Yeah, to put it in a way.
2: To put it in modern day term, friend zoned. Where she's keeping him on the hook as well. She's She knows he's on the hook. She knows he's slightly into her, and she knows she can get away with asking him to do stuff for her, and Mm. he'll do it. And I think she's a horrible person. I don't like people who (laughs) manipulate others like that, but that's how I see her.
1: So you think she's doing this on On purpose? purpose. Interesting.
2: Yeah. I don't think she's so naive that she thinks, oh, he's just a nice guy, and he's going to do all these things for me. No, I think she's got him on the hook. And she's not going to let him go because she knows she does. So I don't like it.
1: <laughs> Interesting. And I feel I, bad I don't know. for Jerry. I don't know if I really put it in that terms. I think she was just.
2: You think she's naive <sighs> about that? You think I she's just know.
1: like, you no, know, we're just friends, type of thing, or? I don't think she meant anything bad by it. I really don't. But I, I mean, I don't know. I guess I think that she just thought. I think that she didn't think about it but i don't know maybe
2: maybe i mean that could be the other side of it is that she is just kind of like oh well jerry is a cool guy and maybe i can call him because he's the only other person i know in new york and since i am in a bad situation he'll help me out right yeah so maybe that is the way she's it is a bit
1: of taking advantage of him either way right i mean she does but she does say like if it isn't an inconvenience and stuff to him right she's
2: right but she could be manipulating him by saying all these things. I'm just saying. I'm just going to throw that out there. So <laughs> <laughs> She's just throwing that
1: out there. That's her hot take. That's her hot take.
2: But, I mean, there are a few sides to it. And so, I mean, we could give her the benefit of the doubt. But I don't know. It just It just I had that weird feeling of, oh, uh, is she, like, manipulating him?
1: It's gross. <laughs> then we get the stand-up. And this is where we get the stand-up of women want one thing and men want another. And what do men want? They want women. And the stand-up here is pretty good to close the show. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's pretty solid. Maybe some typical stand-up, if you will. But if you wheel. still still good. And that is the end of the Seinfeld Chronicles. The so, pilot episode. The pilot episode. So, Rachel, I'll let you go first. What did you think of the Seinfeld Chronicles as an episode?
2: I thought it was fine. I don't think it hit exactly Seinfeld feeling Like, it didn't feel fully Seinfeld to me yet. I do see where people were coming from saying, oh, it feels too New York. And Mm -hmm. I kind of blame that on George. (laughs) Because he felt very New Yorker. Stereotypical, almost. And I was like, okay, I can see where they're coming from. It's hard to, like, totally relate to the characters at that point. So unless you are in that situation, but I'm like, okay, kind of, they're, but they're feeling it out. They're kind of getting their characters ready. And I still kind of, I liked how it was set up. I like that setup. I enjoy the feeling of this
1: type of sitcom. Yeah. I will say that I didn't, I honestly didn't think that it was too bad. There's parts that aren't too bad. It's not fully baked. Mm-mm. You can see areas of what the show can be. Uh, It's kind of like shelf life for some people. Maybe there's some reviewers out there saying, like, you know, there's an idea out there for sure. But no, leave us a five-star review. We've got it perfect right now. But (laughs) the... (laughs) I mean, yes. We're a bit of a parody ourselves. There are little convos about nothing. It was better than I remembered and expected. Sure. Not exactly good. It didn't, like, blow you away. Yeah. But it was better than I remembered. Right. Two little notes to that I didn't talk about. Um, an NBC executive was actually the per, one that suggested having Jerry do stand-up at the beginning of the episodes.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: And George was supposed to also be a stand-up because it's supposed to be Larry. But then they rewrote, they rewrote it to have George not be a stand-up. I'm just glad they did stand-up. that.
2: I'm yeah. very glad they did that because instead they tend to poke and make fun of
1: stand-up comedians. And
2: I kind of like that.
1: Well, and I think having George be something else allows for a little more diversity in the jokes, too. Right. So that is the Seinfeld Chronicles. And we'll get into Mail and Bonnie. But first, let's take a quick break.